This is the Sanctuary LA podcast. We are a real church for real people in the heart of downtown Los Angeles. So you guys ready to get in the word? You guys glad that you came to church? Yeah, me too. So we're in the middle. We're actually at the end here of our series, Rethink. I mean, we could go like a whole year talking about this stuff, but uh, Rethink. Let me pray and just let's just honor the word of God here together one of our core values here is to have a passion for God and that goes we ought to have a passion for his word that when we crack this thing open as a community that we give our attention to it we should give our attention to it in in our life as we go about our days and our you know our normal life if I could say that but when we gather let's let's let, let's show a passion for God with respect to his word amen so let's pray father we thank you God uh, for your word we honor it lord this just isn't a sunday thing we do open the bible read some cute little things out of a text we thank you that we are about to open up the very mind and heart of god we pray that our hearts and minds are open that we receive the presence of god through the word that the spirit would give us life as the word speaks to us and brings a structure a divine order to our being transform us make us more like jesus in the name of jesus we pray everybody said amen okay here we go as you can see i have a little visual aid here and i'll scoot this back a little bit so the people to my left can kind of see that and we'll get into that in a minute and and um you know kind of demonstrate kind of what we're going to talk about here but in Romans chapter 12, verse 1, I'm going to read verse 1 and 2. We started the months with this. I wanted to end it with this. Uh, talking about rethink. Um, look at your neighbor and say, my mind is changing. All right. All right. Anybody need a little more changing up, upstairs between those two ears? Yeah. Anybody appreciate that you aren't as crazy as you used to be prior to Jesus? Some of us came to Jesus like, man, I something's gonna go down I mean, and then jesus came and wow you got work to i got work to do but i'm thankful that he's holding me together come on somebody all right we're a real church for real people look at your neighbor and say my mind's getting better all right here we go i beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of god that you present your bodies which means your natural life everything about your life every part of your life your life your body just isn't your body it's talking about your your flesh your natural world i he said I, I i beseech you therefore brethren body of christ believers not people that don't know christ those that know christ present your body present your world your life everything about you as a living sacrifice holy acceptable to god which is your reasonable service and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Everybody say, my mind's getting better. Transform, transform. My life is transformed by the renewing of my mind. The renewing of my mind changes everything. The renewing of my mind breaks me into new territory. The renewing of my mind... Um, Cause me to grow. The renewing of my mind is part of my spiritual journey. The renewing of my mind affects everything. When my mind is changed into the image of Christ, my marriage gets better. When my mind is changed, my relationships get better. Uh, and whatever kind of relationship that is, there's something so powerful. It's not just, oh, you know, I think better about myself. That's good. That's part of it. But there's something about our mind that touches everything. 
you know, uh, we're, and we've been talking about this all month, but this is the main thought to it today, is that the renewing of the mind is all about transforming my life, uh, uh, changing my life, okay? And so, uh, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove, everybody say prove. Uh, what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God? And so I'm just going to kind of give you a couple definitions here, and then we're going we're gonna to really talk about some stuff. So that word renewing, if you're taking notes, I want to teach you something here. Um, that, that word renewing means this. Renewing of the mind means this. Here we go. To complete a process, to complete a process, to go through a process and receive a new development as a result. We talked about the first week about how on your phone you'll have um, like uh, updates available, you know, on your little update part and you go there and there's all these apps that have yet to be updated and you download that update so that your app can now operate at a higher level. And so renewing of your mind is when God will walk with you through a process for the purpose of you uh, getting a download from him, going through a process and receiving a new development as a result. It's kind of like in the business world, there's a, there's a part of most organizations, depending how large they are, they have this, they have this department called R&D, research and development. And what they do is they find, create new technologies and new ways of doing things so they can keep up to speed with what's going on out there. And so the renewing of our mind is when God gives us new developments in our mind that aren't there, new ways of thinking, divine ways of thinking, scriptural ways of thinking that begin to positively affect everything in our life that we touch. It means really this, to move from one stage to a more developed mind. Once again, to move from one stage, renewing of the mind is not a one-time thing. It's not like, zap, wow, I think like Jesus in every part of my life. I wish it was that easy. I wish God could zap my mind. And to some degree, he has zapped us. He's, we've encountered him. Our lives are immediately transformed in so many ways. But there's, the renewing of the mind is very much a process. I know I'm kind of reviewing a little bit, but I'm heading somewhere. It, it means to, to go from one stage to a more developed one. When we experience God in and through a trial, we grow spiritually as a result. There's something about going through a trial, going through a process, going through suffering, affliction, whatever you want to call it. When, you, when a Christian is in affliction and the grace of God is there, when that season is over, you are growing spiritually as a result. God uses a trial and his grace with you in the middle of it and you mature on the other side of it. All right? All right? I, I know it's quiet, but here, here's the next definition. The word prove, and then, and then I'm going to uh, teach you something here. The word prove means this. When it says, the re don't, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Be transformed by going through a process God's way and receiving new developments new ways of thinking by his spirit and his word as a result that you may prove look at your neighbor and say prove it look at your other neighbor and say i have proof okay prove means to this it means to that god will put you to the test to approve you the focus of this isn't to disprove or to test someone to prove what is bad but God will test us or someone to cause the good and the genuine inside of them to come forth. To prove what's real or acceptable. 
So it's interesting that I recently, my dad has recently passed away, and I just want to say this as a compliment to my wife, that as my dad passed away, it's a time of suffering, if you will. It's a part of the process of life. But, I, but what, it, what the trial has done with God's grace in the middle of it, and I'm using this as an example, is that it has proved how amazing my wife is. Now, I wasn't... Now, it's not like God, you know, God's sovereignty. There's something about a trial with God in the middle of it. God doesn't try us to go, told you you were going to fall, you loser. That's not how God operates. But God will test you to prove the good inside of you. And I am going through a trial, a test, if you will. I have, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a hard time, right? I'm processing this thing. But it has shown such an amazing quality in my wife, how she just came through and just cover, doing certain things and filling up the space and, and doing this and just kind of helping me out through the process that the test is proving and manifesting something amazing in my wife that I potentially did not see until the trial happened. All right? And so that's what a... Uh, what this is, what this means by prove, that you might prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Here we go. I got one little point here. Every new season in God requires a new level of transformation in our mind. One more time. Every new season in God requires a new level of transformation in my mind. And so God has his grace on your life and as you go through a trial God's whole intention is to draw out that good thing in you to prove that he has deposited something in your life to prove what is that good everybody say good this is what we're going to get this is our three points everybody say good everybody say acceptable everybody say perfect everybody say the good life the acceptable life the perfecting life all right, so we want to prove. So what is this? I'm, I'm down here to our main point. Our first point here is the good life. Everybody say the good life. So the renewing of the mind, being transformed by the renewing of your mind is when we allow God to walk with us through things and we receive uh, um, revelation as a result. We start to think differently, but we're not going to think differently just because we read the Bible. It's as a result of reading the Bible and being obedient to him in the middle of his grace as we're going through life and going through our process and the trial and whatever it is, is that as we walk with God, we're going to prove and we're going to manifest that which is good. And I'm going to talk about this here, is that the renewing of the mind produces the good life. The, the, the good life. And you might say, well, that's kind of a cliche word. Or, you know, I, you know, you might have heard it through a song or something. But the good life is this. Is good in the Bible means anything that originates or begins with God. In the beginning, God. When, you're, when we surrender and we present our bodies as a living sacrifice, we start with God. We say, God, you're everything. God, I give you it all. God, I lay it all down. God, I am yours. Um, this is all for you. You begin a process of what scripturally is what is the good life. That which originates with God. And look at your walk with God is good whether other people think it is or not. That, that, that is good. God's good from God's perspective. Good in the sense that it starts with God. Anything that starts with God is always good. 
Uh, whatever you go through, whatever you're walking through in life, you start with God and it is good. In uh, 3 John 1, verse 11, it says this. 3 John 1, verse 11. Beloved, do not imitate what is evil, but what is good. Everybody say good. He who does good is of God. Everybody say good. Everybody say good, good. Everybody say it's that good, good. All right, here we go. He who does good is of God. He who starts with God in a sense, is good, but he who does evil has not seen God. Whatever starts with God is always good. Here's another scripture. If you're taking notes, Romans 12, verse 21. It says this, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Do not be overcome with evil, but overcome evil with good. Everybody say good. Everybody say the good life. And this is something so powerful. When you start with God, you begin your life in a, in a sense that uh, you begin your life, you begin that season victoriously. When you start with God, you can't lose. doesn't matter what it is. You might be approaching something hard. You might be in the middle of something difficult. But when God is first, it is good. And what God calls good is the ability to overcome anything in your life. You start with God, you're going to win. When, when you approach a relationship, maybe you're single, you're talking to somebody, start it off with God, please, for your sake and the other party and all of us involved, if we are. Uh, start with God. You know, even your day, start with God. There's something powerful about starting with God. In, in a tough time, on the, in, a, in a victorious time, start with God. The Bible says that, you know, present your bodies as a living sacrifice, which is holy and acceptable which is your reasonable service um, and so that you might prove or manifest that which is good meaning there is no good life without allowing God to do what he can do up here that produces a good life now it's it's possible to be saved and encounter Jesus and I'm, I'm going to say this and not really experience the good life because it says, hey, brethren, I beseech you, present your bodies. As a, brethren, Christians, present your body. You're saved. You know Jesus. You got a Bible. But present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, which is your reasonable service, that you might be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you might prove or manifest or actualize what is good. What is good? Whatever starts with God. What is good? Whatever God's all up in it. I want God all up in everything. I want him all up in my finances. I want him all up in my, 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 my fathering duties. I want him all up in my uh, husband duties. I don't know why I'm calling them duties, but you know what I'm saying? Because uh, I do have duties <laughs> as a husband. Hallelujah. But I, I'm a pastoring God first. Uh, you know, talking to people, uh, family, uh, relationships, work, um, whatever it is, my goals, my whatever. God first, good. I want it good. I want good on it. When God created, he created and said, oh, it's good. That's good. Uh, that's good. That, he said, whenever he touched anything, it was good. So look at your neighbor and say, it's all good. It's all good. I, I want good on it. I'm not, and I, I know there's this, you know, people say, well, I want God, not good. But I'm talking Bible good. Look at good and God. Are, there's only one, one letter that makes them different. And one is capitalized. But they're pretty close. Look at your neighbor and say, good and God are real close. Okay, they're real close. So I want good on it. My, your business, 
your aspirations. God, what is your will? God, get all up on this. Get all up on this, all up in this. Even if it bothers me, gets on my nerves, get all up in it. All up in my business. I want Jesus up in this little man's business. Come on, somebody. Because it is not good if God's not in it. Uh-huh. Thank you. TCMI in the building. But I want God all up in it. On it. I, even a trial. Okay, God. You know, I'm going to spend some time with God right now. I want God all up in this. Come on, somebody. That I might prove that would it, would it, number one, good. And renewing of the mind is all about my life. I want the good life. And the good life isn't always easy, but I'm telling you, it's good. How you doing, Pastor Sean? It's all good. Am I hurting a little bit? Yeah, it's good. It's good. Why? I'm not alone. I'm not without hope. I got Jesus. It's all good. I don't always feel it, but I'm telling you right now, when God is on it, it is good. Come on, somebody. All right. You guys got me preaching here now. Thank you for helping open up the heavens over this place. In the name of Jesus. All right. So do not over, be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. You, as a person that says, God, I present my body. I open up my mind to be renewed, be changed. I, I need to think different, God. I'm open to the way you think. Help me out because I think crazy sometimes, right? And that you might prove, manifest, make known what is good. You have overcoming power. Good overcomes evil. Good wins. I know in the movies, devil always wins. Or, unless you're watching an American-made movie because it's always the good guy wins in America. I don't, I don't know. What, anyways, sorry. I'm married to a Canadian, so I have, uh, you know, anyways. She's kind of indoctrinated me a little bit. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, <clears throat> I'm just kidding. No, I'm not kidding. But, but anyway, uh, no, but, but good always wins. Good wins. Uh, it says overcome evil. With good. Overcome, victorious, triumphant. Why? Because God's on it. It's good. It's going to win. Um, and that, that word evil really means intent or malice. It was talking about um, uh, people that have this, that they, they, they were wrong and they were deceitful. It was like this evil intent. I understand we all sin and fall short of the glory of God. This isn't talking about falling. It's talking about evil intent. And, and people that are doing you wrong, talking dirty about you, uh, all that, whatever it is that they are, you're just like, man, their motive ain't right. I'm telling you, keep God on you, and you, you will overcome evil with good. Good always wins. Sometimes the way you win is keep your mouth shut. You know, I, it's happened to me a couple times. I actually kept my mouth shut, and I was like, wow, look at God. Look at, you know, the Bible says vengeance is mine, I will repay. There's something so powerful about having God on you. I'm talking about God all up in it. I'm talking about, and when God's all up in it, you're not going to want to try to run your mouth or do dirty back. And, you know, the, and in the context of some of these scriptures I'm reading about good is that, is that let, let God do his thing. Keep God on you. You know what? Well, if there's one thing you get out of the service today, church, is keep God on you. Stay humble. Keep him on you. Keep talking to him. Keep listening to him. Come on, keep reading that word. Keep praying. Keep loving God. Keep coming to church. Come on, keep God on you. Come on, somebody. Look at your neighbor and say, keep God on you. All right. All right, here we go. Look at your neighbor and say, all up on you. Come on, lay hands on them. Say, don't make me lay hands on you. I'm going to put God on you. <laughs> put God on you. Put God on it.
You know that song, put a praise on it. Put God on it. Put, how do you do that, Pastor John? What do you mean put God? Pray, Jesus, help, come now. I need you. I, I put, go, if you have to go and, and, and excuse yourself from whoever it is that's about to cross you, go into the bathroom and put God on it. Go, go hide, run, run, just run. They'll be like, what just happened? Come back. God is on it. Thank you, sir. Somebody say, put God on it. Okay, it's good. It's a good life. Everybody say the good life. Here's the next one. It says, you know, that, that which is, that you might prove what is good. Here's the next one. Acceptable. Everybody say acceptable. Everybody say the acceptable life. The renewing of the mind. Good, finishing a process. Receiving new developments produces. And you know, there's something about a life in the earth. God loves everybody. But not everybody's life is acceptable to him. Doesn't mean he doesn't love them. But there's a difference. It doesn't mean that they're doing everything just perfect. But we're talking about, you know, because the good life, the good life, I'm going to just break this down in in just an easier way, is where God is first. And I said that. The acceptable life is where God is pleased. When you renew your mind and you allow God to change the way you think, that pleases God. The Bible says it's impossible to please him without faith. Without faith, it's impossible. And it takes faith to allow God to get all up in my stuff and start changing things. Somebody say the acceptable life. So 1 Timothy 2 verse 3 says this. 1 Timothy 2 verse 3. For this is good and acceptable. Everybody say good. Everybody say acceptable. Say it again. Say good. Acceptable. Here we go. Uh, for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God, our Savior. He was talking about praying. He's telling Timothy, hey, I want you to pray for people in authority and pray for this. And th- look at this. He, in Scripture here, there is a life that is good and acceptable. That It's a good life in, in the sight of God. Where God is pleased, you will always find His presence. Or let me say this. Where you find His presence is an indication that God is pleased. Step into a church, the presence of God is a sign that God is pleased. The presence of God on somebody's life, the unique, tangible presence of God on somebody's life is a sign that God is pleased. Anytime in Scripture when uh, somebody would give an offering, God would respond, which would mean he was pleased. He would respond with fire many times. And so when you see somebody on fire for God, that is what pleases God. Okay, here's another scripture, Ephesians 5, verse 8 and 10. And then we'll, we'll, we'll look at this visual aid here. It says, for you were once darkness. Look at your neighbor and say, I was once darkness. All right, look, at, look back at him and say, but I don't do that anymore. All right, look at the other person and say, I don't do that no more. All right, look at your neighbor and say, I've been saved. I've, I don't do that no more. Come on, you know there's, one, there's something in, I fill in the blank. What is that, a pronoun? I don't, that, whatever that is. Anybody got a that? Anybody got, I don't do that. <laughs> no, all right. So here we go. So, so here we go. For, for you were once darkness. I once was. I once was. Maybe a lot of times was. But now, everybody say now. Now you are light in the Lord. You're light in the Lord. All right, walk. So what? You know, I'm light. I'm light out dark. So walk out. Walk it out. Look at your neighbor and say, walk it out. 
Look at somebody else say, walk it out. It says, walk as children of light, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Here we go. Finding out, finding out what is acceptable to the Lord. And that word, interestingly enough, finding out actually is the same Greek word as the word prove in Romans chapter 12. Prove what is acceptable. Manifest what is acceptable. The acceptable life God is pleased with. A renewed mind, a person that is in the process. And you might think, man, I am in the process, Pastor Sean. I am not there yet. I've come some ways, but I am in the process. I'm here to tell you God is pleased. He's attracted to us when we are open and say, yes, Lord, I am open for you to change the way I think. Finding out what is acceptable to the Lord. Now, here we go. We're going to look at this here. You, can everybody see this? All right. So I'm just going to uh, kind of explain this in light of what we're talking about. So right here, this thing of sand right here, this is you. All right? Look at your neighbor and say, I look good this morning. And so this represents, this, this, this sand here can represent everything in our life. Come on, you guys help me out. Do you mind if we interact a little bit tonight? Um, like what, and not, not that it's bad stuff. It could be anything, but anything in your natural life. What, what, what are some things? Um, you know, marriage, at work, all right. Anybody else got any sand up in your life? Right, what else? Kids, what else? Come on, somebody, yeah. What's that? School. school. All right, school. Yeah, I thought somebody said food, but food. Anybody want to eat after church, right? Anybody want to go to Smorgasburg with us after church? We're going to go get some food. So, so what else? There's all kinds of stuff. It could be plants. It could be your time. Um, what else? What else in your life that just makes up your life? Not that it's good. Not that it's bad. It's just there. It's part of life. Huh? Work. Yes. Work. Hobbies. Right? Um, whatever it might be, even maybe your gifts, your talents, your abilities, your aspirations, your dreams, whatever it might be, that's you. Right here, this is what we're going to call, this is the altar. This is where you encounter Jesus. Um, this represents your encounter with God. And, and it might be salvation, but it also might represent um, maybe this next season where God's speaking to you about something. It's a, it's a transitional time. It's, a, it's an altar. It's um, that, that moment that you encounter, experience you. So you got you, you got the altar of God, and then these balls right here that my children so brilliantly painted last night. Look at that. Not something. I had to touch them up a bit because Nico's were turning brown because he was mixing them all together. And I'm like, dude, you need to go take a bath. I'm going to help you out. So, um, so anyways, there we go. So these represent the kingdom of God. Okay? And uh, we're going to do a little thing here. Now, what happens at times is that we have all our stuff and we try to put God on it and it don't penetrate nothing. And if I try to put too much of God on all my stuff, all these balls will end up all over the ground. Okay? And so many times that may happen in a certain season. We think it should be done our way. Our way of thinking right here. And, and, and not that you're a bad person. I think we all go through times where we're trying to figure this thing out. And God is asking us to present your body as a living sacrifice. Pour it out on his altar. First, present your body as a living sacrifice. Holy and acceptable. 
Here am I, Lord, send me. I, I th anybody been through that? Like, I, I'm ready now. <laughs> anybody ever say, man, I went to church, didn't work. I got, you know, I, there was something happened in my life. It just, got, it just emptied me out. And I was like, man, that, I mean, everything's just been amazing ever since. Jesus is so good. I just, anybody know what I'm talking about? And so here, this is how God wants us. Empty, ready, available, willing, open, right? And then, it's kind of like the Bible says, you know, I believe it's uh, Matthew 6, 33, where it says, uh, seek first the kingdom and his righteousness, and then all these other things. So what God will do is then take Sometimes you got to pray that kingdom in, folks. And you say, God, I, I want you first. God, go ahead and just fill me up. You know, and I know it's kind of rainbow, right? And I'll say, oh, yeah, the kids wanted every color possible. I was like, oh, yeah, you know, Noah made a, God made a covenant with Noah with the rainbow. It says, I, it was a covenant with humanity. I will never judge the earth again. So there you go. There's your prophetic symbol of the rainbow. It's in the Bible, people. All right. Amen. So. So, so God, you know, I poured myself out and I want you first. Seek first the kingdom and his righteousness. All these other things will be added to you as well. And so this is a proper order of things. And then God says, look, man, God's first. Now let's go ahead and let's, let's just go ahead and walk this thing out in your natural world, in your life. God's not trying to get rid of everything in your life. He's just trying to get, he just wants to be first. I'm talking about this is the good life here, folks. That my life, God's not trying to get rid of everything. He just wants to touch it. He just wants his hand on it. He just wants to be in the middle of it. And sometimes we're trying to put God on our stuff. And he's like, no, just go ahead and pour your stuff out first. And because I ain't going to fit. Come on, somebody. And the Bible says the kingdom of God is in you. It's not that it's got a couple little kingdom things here. You know, I, you know, maybe sometimes, you know, in our life, whatever it is, we're full of our stuff. We got a couple little, we got a little kingdom, you know, I got, I got a Christian friend that goes there, and that might be a starting point, you know, I, and, and maybe that's where you are, you know, I go to church, but maybe God's saying, hey, I need you to pour out so I could pour in, and you could apply this to any season in your life, something you're approaching, maybe it's time to just go back to that altar, pour it out. You know, present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, which is your reasonable service. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you might prove what is that good. Everybody say good life. Acceptable. Everybody say acceptable life. And this is the thing too, when I did this at home, I did a little trial run at home. And my wife was like, you know what? Some things you put at the altar... God does want you to keep there. Not everything we pour out, he's going to give back. Not everything we pour out, I want back. <laughs> I'm like, I'm so glad it's still there. And sometimes it does hurt. And, and maybe, maybe it's supposed to, you know, sometimes, you know, the Bible says that we are the true circumcision who worship. And circumcision means it's cut off. That's what that means. And it's a sacrifice. Amen. All right, let's go to the next one. We're almost done here. And the last one here, last point, this is my last point. 
Uh, the first point was the good life, the uh, acceptable life. This is the last one, that which is good, that which is acceptable. And the last one is the perfecting life. Everybody say the perfecting life. The perfecting life. And this is what this means. Perfect. And I know that word perfect is used differently in our language. It means like, you know, perfect. You know what? We are a perfect church for imperfect people. None of us are perfect in the sense the way we use that word. But this word perfect means really perfecting. It's a process word that I can manifest a perfecting life. And this word in the Greek means to be full grown. It really means once again to go through the necessary stages in order to reach the end goal. Perfect. I finished. God, I did it. I followed through. The result of the process. It's basically the perfect, you know, that we would manifest that the perfect will of God, the perfecting life is about a person on a perfecting journey or their spiritual journey. First Peter 5 verse 10 says this. It says, but may the God of all grace, everybody say grace. Okay, who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus after you have suffered a while, perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. Everybody say perfect. Let's go to Colossians chapter 4, verse 12. I'm going to read this. Epaphras, who is one of you, a bondservant of Christ, greets you always laboring fervently for you in prayers that you, might, that you may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. That you might stand perfect. And the good life is a life where God is first. The renewing of the mind is a process of putting God first. It's also a life that God is pleased with. Not pleased, it's not that he's displeased when you're, when you're stumbling along your way, your journey. That's not that, oh, I got to be perfect for God to be pleased. No, it's acceptable because you're willing. If you're willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of land. It's acceptable because you're going to start with him. It's, it's, it's pleasing to him because you're going to choose to worship. It's, it's, worship is what he is pleased with. Going after him is what he is proud of. It is that which is good, that which is acceptable is pleased and the perfecting life is where God is made known it's where there's something about a life that says yes to Jesus and yes to the perfecting process that you don't have to try very hard to make God known in your life just like here, you don't have to try hard when you've emptied yourself out and you have the righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Ghost, the kingdom of God. 
is all up in your life. I don't have to, I could just scoot this over. Look, see it there. I, I don't need to dig far. Kingdom is within you. It says that you might stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. And I just want to encourage us as a community here. Let's continue to pray for one another. Because it's interesting that the Apostle Paul said, Epiphras, he's praying that you will endure the process and come out perfect. <laughs> Look at your neighbor and say, I'm coming out perfect. <laughs> Look at him, go like to say, this is perfect right here. This is perfect. This is perfect. Look at your neighbor and say, head to toe, I'm perfect. Tell him. Say it with all the confidence in the world. That's right. Come on, some of you didn't say it. Come on, you need to be obedient to the presiding pastor of this assembly. Head to toe, perfect, perfecting, perfecting is something about that life that makes God known. I want Him first, I want Him pleased, and I want Him known. Let's stand to our feet. Thank you for listening to the Sanctuary LA podcast. Tune in again next week and stay awesome and be blessed.